Hello, friends, and uh, welcome to another episode of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. Uh, my name is Clayton Croker, coming to you from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, where it's uh, 22 degrees, and I am sunburnt. I was in the sun for like nine minutes today. Ginger problems. Uh, to my left, we got Justin Anderson. We got uh, Patrick Marsh joining us via Skype in Halifax. Boys, how goes it? It goes. It goes pretty well. It's, like you said, it's, it's beautiful here. Can't, can't complain. Oh, it sucks here. I miss like plus nine highs. I miss that. <laughs> Don't we all? What's it like in Halifax, bud? It is nine degrees, mostly cloudy. Uh, the humidity has been almost nonstop. Uh, we've had rain constantly since early last week. We're forecasted to get rain maybe tonight i don't know it's dicey wednesday thursday is okay showers friday showers didn't ask Sunday. for the forecast showers meteorologist over here just 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 There's a quick a, uh, just a quick plus nine and we could have moved on there a cold like, front coming yeah. in from I massachusetts sick of halifax weather i'm getting sick of this shit there's a low pressure system coming in from the tropics later on this evening, and uh, no, let's get let's get into it here. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we're all over it. BFMD Podcast. Uh, we're on Anchor. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, TuneIn, Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your dog. Tell your cat. Tell your porcupine. I don't care. You do you. Uh, today's episode, by the way, brought to you by Butter Tarts. Uh, Butter Tarts, the second best dessert in Canada. Because Canada has a couple of, like, different desserts, you know? Like, Nanaimo Bars is obviously number one, let's be real here. Uh, Butter Tarts is number two. Me being partial here, Saskatoon Berry Pie would probably be number three. Yeah. And then after that, it's like a nine-way tie for whatever. But <laughs> someone always, well, not, like, always does this, but there's that Butter Tarts versus Nanaimo Bar debate. Does that rage on in your household at all? No? Not really, no. You guys talk about other stuff than me and my yeah, fiance? No, don't yeah. Really we talk about desserts that. a lot. So this is <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that interests me. But I don't know, am I am I alone thinking this that butter tarts aren't as good as Nama bars? Oh man. Butter tarts are really delicious. But Nanaimo has that extra like little bit. It's like a like a that chocolate. It's like I don't know why, but like chocolate to me always trumps every other dessert except for apple pie because apple pie is number one all time worldwide if you haven't had an apple pie go have an apple pie kind of thing but butter tarts are actually a canadian staple and i was starting to think about this earlier uh, in the day because i was looking up like different restaurants in halifax and i saw a couple of french ones and i started thinking like what would a Canadian restaurant be like? Like, what would what would be inside of a Canadian restaurant? Just the so, Kelsey's, and that's it. <laughs> that's, the Canadian restaurant is Kelsey's. There's no Rod Smith does their commercials. Yeah, that's Have you ever heard their commercials? So they, it's 1979, and Kelsey's <laughs> is just opening up across the country. It's Rod Smith, voice of the CFL panel. You know, I don't know what a Canadian restaurant. Would you eat at a Canadian restaurant ever? Yeah, probably. I mean. I'm a huge poutine is probably my favorite. See, I don't think food. poutine's that good. I think poutine's pretty overrated because poutine's kind of getting like pizza. It's going all over the map. The problem with with poutine, I'm a huge like I'm a poutine snob. Mm-hmm. Where if it doesn't have cheese curds, like don't even talk to me. Well, like, isn't that necessary for? Poutine? Yeah, but some restaurants will just have shredded cheese. So like that's 
That's what I'm talking Which about with poutine. Yeah. Like, and also, too, some are like, oh, it's roasted cauliflower poutine week. Yeah. And they got, like, roasted cauliflower See, and yeah, asparagus for, for on there. For me, like, the classic poutine never goes out of style. The only thing I like adding to it is, like, bacon, like maple bacon or something, mm-hmm. like, sprinkled on top. Yeah, so, like, the but, classic poutine. Yeah, like, it's just, like, a traditional poutine with fries, cheese, and mm-hmm. gravy. Like, nothing fancy. A little bit of bacon on top just for some added kick and added flavor, and that's about it. Like, if I was on a date and some, and, like, my date ordered, like, the special poutine of the week, I would end it. I'd just be like, no, it's not for me. Just get the normal it's one. It's not you, know? you. It's the poutine. It's the poutine. I'm sorry. I just can't have it. Like, I think poutine's overrated. Do you, is poutine as big in the Maritimes as it is out here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, I can actually think, way back when, I don't know what it's like now, because I don't walk up the street anymore, but over on, I think it was Granville here in... Uh, Halifax there was this area known as pizza corner and it was because there were pizza places on all four corners of the street uh, and then one of them got replaced by like uh, soft serve frozen yogurt and then that died that trend died really hard <laughs> and now there's another pizza place there but if you go down the street there's a subway and then there was like two or three different poutine places one of which is Willie's which is very popular, and there's also Smokes yeah, poutineries, yeah, oh, which yeah, is very awesome. popular. Yeah, we have a smoke like, so too. There's actually multiple poutineries in Halifax. Is and that necessary? I'm not... Yes, it is. Really? Because some people are like Justin, who are purists, and then there are others who are fine with throwing in whatever the hell you got in your, your fridge into the poutine seeing what happens disgusting creatures the thing for me is like i'm not yeah. a big gravy guy as weird as that sounds gravy to me is such a mystery juice it's mystery meat juice basically you don't know where it's it's from it could be from anywhere it could be from drippings it could be from a package it could be from anywhere it's like gravy roulette every single time you get something with gravy i don't know Sometimes gravy's great. Other times it's just like, oh, nope, nope. Okay, so let's say poutine's off the table here. And just really quickly, we'll get to baseball here in a bit. Um, Poutine's off the table. You're opening up a Canadian restaurant. What are your two most featured items and poutine's not allowed? Because it's just so obviously Canadian. Oh, boy. That's a tough question. I mean, I feel like... um... Man, some something with fish, like a like a, like a fish and chips, would be like a, a great one because mm-hmm. we have like the Atlantic cod or something like that, or a little halibut, a little haddock, wow, something like that. Captain seafood over here by the sounds of things. Yeah. Okay, see, I, I like a good uh, a good cod and, and, and fish and chips. Okay, that's one. Yeah, second. Oh boy, there's a bunch of options out there. Yeah, I know, but the, it's tough picking a, like a good one, like. If I got fish and chips, I should probably go with like a, a Montreal smoked meat. Okay. It's a random restaurant, but that's okay. Patrick, what are your two featured items? You open up at a Canadian restaurant. I would say like there's nothing more delicious than a hot chicken sandwich. And I don't know, maybe this isn't a thing where you guys are. We don't have chicken out it's here. Basically, <laughs> it's like the day it's like the day after like Christmas dinner. Everybody's feeling like lazy and doesn't want to cook. So like you have like leftover chicken or turkey from Christmas dinner, probably turkey. And you take two pieces of bread, you put as much turkey or chicken or whatever as you want. And then you 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 nuke up the uh, yesterday's gravy and then you dump it all over the sandwich. So it's like a chicken gravy sandwich and it's if you like gravy, a hot chicken sandwich is delicious. 
Mm. We don't have chicken. We don't have that Christmas. Means... So we don't have any yeah, idea what you're talking about what, here, man. What is Christmas? Any idea you're what talking about. I mean, I'm disappointed in you, boys, because for me, it would be pierogies number one and then pierogies number two. But pierogies are Ukrainian. That's okay. They're Canadian, too. Uh, uh, actually, they've been adopted into uh, the cultural zeitgeist of mm. culinary food in Canada. Yeah, I mean... Pierogies are... There's like a Canadian way to make them. I don't know much about pierogies, but I do know that pierogies are extremely popular in Canada because I think it's like out of the 35 million people in this country, it's either one or two million of them are Ukrainian, like identify as Ukrainian. And then there's probably like five million more that have Ukrainian descent or uh, which way... Our ancestors is backwards, right? Descent. Descendants is forward. Yeah, I think so. Who knows? Yeah, I feel like we we, we have a drive-through pierogi restaurant yeah. in Saskatoon. That's so. what Saskatoon's kind of famous for. We have a <laughs> drive-through pierogi place. You can get your pierogies on the go. It's freaking fantastic. I mention them on my show all the time. They follow me on Twitter. It's great. They're just beauties. They're season ticket holders for the Blades, too. Mm. And I always see them there. They're just great people. Mm. This is why we shouldn't start the show with food, though. We've done this once before, I believe. We've been talking about food for nine minutes. And then we got to talk about, now we gotta talk about <laughs> baseball and think about food for the rest of exactly. the show. Exactly. Baseball and food go hand I in hand. I haven't eaten since lunch. Speaking of, like, <laughs> poutine's getting out of hand, do you guys think baseball food's getting a little out of hand? Yeah. Like, some of the creations yes. are kind of funny, but, like, you're looking at it and you're like, I wouldn't want to fucking eat that at a ballpark. You see those Chicago dogs yeah. from the White Sox series? How like, gross is that? They're, like, putting, like, pickles and relish on a hot dog? It's, like, 30 degrees outside Onion? in the sun, and I'm watching a doubleheader. I don't want to have, like, 2,000 calories sitting in my gut of just deep-fried food. Like, oh, of a hot dog or something like that, and that's it. But, I mean, Patrick, do you think ball food's getting a little out of hand, or are you one of those guys who just loves it? Yeah, no, it's all disgusting. It's like, okay, like, for example, um, have you guys seen a fucking hot dog that has, like, flaming Hot Cheetos on it and stuff like that? Like, what is happening? There are, like, 50 different hot dogs at ballparks Whatever now, happened like... to just, like, you take a hot dog, like, the, the guy comes around with those hot box of hot dogs, you order a hot dog, he takes it out, slaps on a bun, gives you a, pa- a pack of ketchup and calls it a day. What's exactly. wrong with no, it doesn't exist anymore. It does. it does. No, it's retired. <laughs> it, I, it's like chicken in Saskatchewan, it, man. It doesn't, it doesn't exist, exist anymore. anymore. Yeah, yeah. We don't, what, what's a chicken? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen one of those things in forever. We have Kentucky Fried uh, Ketchup out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a weird, weird connection. <laughs> weird connection. Let's talk about baseball here. We got a uh, good uh, what-if scenario coming up here in a bit. We'll talk about who's hot, who's not. Uh, we'll talk about the week that was for Blue Jay Baseball. And we'll talk about Vladdy Jr. because we love talking about Vladdy Jr. Um, AL player of the week. Guy was an absolute boss. Hit 333. He had four dingers. Not just dingers, but like three of them were just monster shots. Yeah. The one he got a little bit of help went off the center fielder's glove. It was, it was a drive to straightaway center, so it wasn't a, a slouch of a hit by yeah. any means. But it was I mean, an yeah. absolute a little rope. Bit of help from Larry Garcia there. No one really cared about that, though, because it was the May Long weekend. And everyone in Canada knows that the May Long weekend is like the start of party time. It's a big, big deal here in this country. A lot of people went to the Blue Jay game on Monday expecting to see Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and they sat him. Now, I want to hear your first impressions here, Patrick. What did you think about Vladdy Jr. being sat? Did you kind of notice it? at the start of the game and realize why are they sitting him on a holiday Monday during a home game? Or did you kind of notice it after when the internet started to lose their mind? No, no. I, I saw the lineup card and I was not impressed. Mm-hmm. Not impressed. Nope. I don't know if you can blame Charlie Montoyo in the situation either. 
Charlie Montoyo yeah, is well. This is his first. Part. It's his first year in Canada, though. I don't think he really knows what the May long weekend is, so I don't think he's really playing that into a factor. Uh, Shapiro and Atkins probably have the ch- power to change the lineup and be like, um, "Hey, our fans are probably coming here." Like, so there was there was a tweet today. Um, so they were they were asking Atkins about it, and he said, that, and Atkins was saying how he should have mentioned to Charlie the significance of like the holiday because mm-hmm. I, I think before because like they they have their lineup set in stone like midnight the night before. Yeah, they don't release it obviously until like three hours before the game, but they know who's going to be in the lineup the next day. This is a scheduled day of rest for Vladdy. I think he's played he played six games in a row, so it's like his scheduled day off. But they've known about this day for a while, yeah. and, and they just like it's just like a lack of communication is how they're kind of framing it, but. That's a shitty excuse. Come I didn't on. like it at all. It just shows that, like, again, I've said it before. I don't trust those two. I don't <laughs> trust Harry and Lloyd in our front office right now. I don't, I don't right think it has anything to do with them. It's This was set in stone by the training staff and, and the, the, the whole organization that they're going to give people days off. Like, they've said it all year. Like, if, if they, everyone on Charlie's Montoya's 25-man roster plays. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make anybody sit for more than a week. Or more than three games in a row. Like somebody's getting a sit. Like Luke Maley and Danny Jansen are splitting time. Uh, Brendan Drury's still getting worked in. Richard Urania's getting playing time for some god awful reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's if if you're on the roster, you're going to play. Yeah. So you got to think about the fans, though. I mean, you got yeah. There's a, that's you, the thing, right? You got to think one. about it a little bit. I know that goal number one is to win the game. Goal number one is always baseball. It's the yeah. product. But I mean. You gotta factor in the fact that this isn't gonna be a good year when it comes to attendance. Not a lot of people showing up in the stands. This is gonna be one of the biggest crowds of the year, and a lot of people from all over the place are gonna come watch because they have the day off. And you don't play Vladdy. I mean, that's a. It's just a. It just seems like the whole organization kind of dropped yep. the ball on this one. And people like, I don't know if you guys read the comments on Facebook and on Twitter, but people were pissed. Oh yeah, like, I was on Twitter all day, just like absorbing the salt yeah. it was just like injecting a life into yeah. me i love it and some people were mad it's like oh jays fans they don't know you anything they're trying to win but like patrick are you like whose side are you on are you on the side of where it's like okay you know it's baseball first kind of mentality or are you like hey they should have figured it out well one. i'm getting really frustrated with the lineup management this year because it's just lit it's like it's not any one big thing like it's not that big a deal that they didn't have uh, Vladdy in the lineup on on Victoria Day. Like it, it is a, a, an issue, but it's not that big a deal. But it's like it's one tiny thing. If you add on top of that the stupidness of demoting Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and then having his bobble day in a day where he's not even on the team, it's just one of those like death by a thousand cuts kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like why? Like it's not that hard to to plan ahead. It really isn't. It's like is is Charlie Montoyo like that? Like it, unaware of of Canada? Like yeah. I just don't understand. Well, sure like, I, don't how blame, is this hard? I don't blame. I don't blame him on that. I don't. I don't blame anybody on yeah. this. This this is this was put in the schedule a while ago, and and nobody caught it. So, stuff slips through the cracks. I mean, on a team who is winning and competing, you're probably not going to have as many scheduled off days for anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, your your best players are going to play if, if you're competing for a division. If, if we were the Yankees or the Red Sox right now and we're climbing the standings, catching up to Tampa Bay, um, we're going to be playing our best players. 
but this is a rebuilding year. That's why guys are getting all this all this playing time. That's why Richard Urania and Jonathan Davis are seeing so much time right now. They're not necessarily our best players, but they're trying to see what we have. And Brennan Drury is one of those guys too. Like, is is Brennan Drury's bat and utility going to fit into this next few years of this team? Like, that's what they're trying to find out, and that's why they're getting these guys in the lineup. So, I don't know. I I hate that that Vladdy had to sit on a holiday, and it's it's poor planning. They could have avoided it, but it happened, and I'm I'm moved on already. I don't. Why care. couldn't they just put him in the game in the second inning and just like okay, they realize their mistake, Vladdy go in there yeah, or well. go pinch hit. Yeah, Play I mean, DH. You're they, 20 years old, I man. I feel like, like in, in a close game, he probably does pinch hit, but it, yeah. it got out of hand in the first four Jays. innings. Yeah, classic Jays. Classic Edwin Jackson. God. We started Edwin Jackson. Like, yeah. I don't know what we thought was going to happen. Yeah, against the <laughs> against the Boston Red Sox against in the, the first game of a four-game series. Could have been like a turnaround kind of thing. Again, I know that we have no chance this season, but it's a big series against Boston early yeah. on. Huge four-game series at home, and we started it with a 12-2 loss. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just... I don't like that. I just don't hate how it's like, no, it's set in stone. We're not doing it. It's like, come on, guys, just have a little bit of flexibility here, guys. Like, just just play the guy. Just put him in there for the fans. You know, you know they're there to see him. They're not there to see Brandon Jury or Danny Jansen. They're there to see Vladdy. Yeah. Uh, Clayton <laughs> Richard starting AAA went pretty well, apparently. Um, yeah, he only went 3.1 innings, but they were scoreless through 48 pitches. Do you guys have this Clayton Richard comeback in your radar? Like, are you excited to see him back in the majors? Um, if it means we can get rid of Edwin Jackson, I'm very excited. <laughs> wow, well, just... Really hating on him today. He's terrible. He, he's playing for his 14th big league team for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. the dude has never been good. Like, he's never been a number one starting pitcher in his career. And I, yeah, he's here to eat, however, 11 innings, whatever he's pitched in those two starts, and maybe even less than that. And then he'll be sent back and DFA'd. The Blue Jays Bye-bye. giving old, struggling veteran pitchers a chance? That doesn't sound like us at all. <laughs> we never do that. Uh, is Clayton Richard on your radar here, Patrick? Like, are you excited for him to be back? No. Oh. It's an angry boy. All right. Good talk. Moving on. Here we boy. go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Eric Sogard, your boy, <laughs> Justin. Uh, he's dealing with the sprained thumb day to day. Um, other than that, Ryan Tapera, uh, he's kind of been off and on with injuries here as well. Yeah, he started the season on the aisle, right? So. Mm-hmm. so, but again, it's just captain medium there, Ryan Tapera. He's, he's been captain terrible this season. To be honest, I haven't really noticed him not in the lineup. <laughs> that's bad. Like, it's just like, oh, yeah, Ryan Tapera. That's right. Oh, yes. Who gave up the home run? Oh, yes, it was Ryan oh, Tapera. Oh, it was Ryan Tapera. Oh, I forgot he existed. Jeez. Uh, one little quick note here before we get into what if. Uh, apparently, we're going to be facing Cal Quantrill. On yeah. Saturday? Canadian. Yeah, former J. Paul Quantrill. And that's kind of cool. Do you, so when this kind of stuff happens, when like a Canadian plays the Jays, do you kind of root for the Canadian to oh, beat the sure. Jays? Oh, for sure. Remember when James Paxton said the no-hitter? See, I didn't like... I love that. People were like cheering for Paxton, and oh, I was I yeah. was pumped too. I was pumped too, but it's, I feel weird cheering against the Jays in any situation. Once once it kind of started happening, like if it was anybody else, like if, if it was CeCe Sabathia throwing a no-hitter or Clayton Kershaw, then I, I would want the Jays to break it up. But it's pretty cool for a, for a Canadian and Paxton to get the no hitter on Canadian soil. Oh, yeah. And I mean, for for Cal to de- debut against the Jays on Canadian soil this weekend is pretty sweet too. Patrick, are you going to be cheering for Cal or no? I hope we. One hundred million percent, I will be cheering for Cal Quantrill. I was a huge fan of Paul Quantrill. I know that's I'm probably the first person ever to say that sentence. Easily, that was but... the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> my ears were like, "What?" Quantrill's mom and dad, but like I, I loved Paul Quantrill. He was he was like one of those Jays that was around for a while. Paul Quantrill like, posters. I don't know. Because we couldn't 
all over my wall. Yeah, Paul Quantrill. I don't think any but kid he, out there has stuck, Paul stuck to the posters. ceiling every morning. Patrick wakes up and he says, "Hey, Cal." <laughs> Or hey, Paul. Well, like, everyone had like like a lot of people had like a Joe Carter or yeah. a Devon White or, or something Alamar. like that, you know, or uh, even like a Kelvin Escobar or Chris Carpenter or something, you know. <laughs> Paul Quantrill. Paul Quantrill. I don't think Paul Quantrill's poster was hanging on too many walls. Maybe like the free one that you got in the program before the game <laughs> that you had to like rip out or something like that. But other than that, I don't think there was a lot of Paul Quantrill poster jersey sales. But I'm not no disrespect to Paul Quantrill. He had a great Major League Baseball career, but it's just you know he wasn't a. Uh, a star, you know? He was still a great player, though. Shout out to Paul Quantrill. We know you're listening, man. We know you listen to every episode. How's it going, bud? Um, let's get into... Oh, yeah, for sure. No, he's one of the better Canadian... Or one of the better Canadian baseball players of all time. For sure. But, I mean, on a major, like, huge level, you know? Like, on a, if you're on a major league baseball team, if you had a choice of a jersey, you're probably not going Paul Quantrill top five. <laughs> Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a huge following fan base for Paul Quantrill. I mean, no, I think he. I mean, I, I hope it's a one nothing ball game when the Blue Jays win. I, I want to see him. Pitch, I want to see Cal pitch well, but I still want to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get into another what if situation here. We had some fun with this uh, last week with yeah. the another Canadian baseball team. Um, could it survive? in Canada if there were another baseball team here, a Canadian division, something like that. We debated pretty hard about Calgary and if Calgary could sustain one. And mm-hmm. yeah, they're just kind of a weird sports city, Calgary. Like sometimes they're passionate, sometimes they're not. You need a diehard sports city for that. Regardless, uh, Patrick, set us up. What's the what if for today? Uh, this would be about the time where we'd want to play some like Twilight Zone music in the background while I kind of introduce the what if. Well, you should so- have let us know that before we started it. I could have had that ready for you. Yeah. Could have queued it up. Oh wow, well, lack of communication. <laughs> no, 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 take no. Yeah, no. Uh, kill some time. Just here. keep I'll, stalling. Yeah, stall. <laughs> You know, I actually really enjoyed last week's what if scenario, and I feel like I'm we're like that was probably the best start it could have had because it's actually an interesting topic this one today is not as exciting it's not as sexy so i don't know why i'm doing this to my own segment but yeah (laughs) nonetheless you know gaze into the mind and consider yourselves in the twilight zone right now and think about what could have happened all the way back in 2017 when the Toronto Blue Jays had to make a choice between signing Edwin Encarnacion and Jose Batista to long-term deals or move on and try to rebuild with what they had already on the team. So I'm going to throw it to you guys. What do you think would have happened had we re-signed Edwin Encarnacion and Jose Batista to those long-term deals they were reportedly or allegedly offered? Um, well, Edwin Encarnacion was offered a contract and he turned it down. Um, Dick. He did? Yeah, he did. So that's why we signed Kendris Morales. But what if Edwin signed that deal? What if he signed that deal? Yeah. I mean, if we look at Edwin's production in, say, 2017 and 2018, um, solid. I mean, Edwin numbers, 38 dingers in, in 2017, 32 in 2018, uh, decent WRC+. plus. Uh, decent power numbers, defense, not ideal, but he was a DH for us anyway. Um, <laughs> Jose Bautista. Um, yeah, I'm glad we didn't jump on that bus mm. after, in 2018. I mean, we we did for 2017, and it was a 
I mean, he did somehow manage to score 92 runs and hit 23 home runs, but I mean, the guy was a shell of his former self. Offensively, he hit 203, and his defense was terrible. He had 81 WRC+. Plus. That's Kevin Pillar level. Oof. Sorry, Clayton, I had to throw that one in there. <laughs> People don't forget, man. <laughs> and you know what? We, we dodged a bullet. Well, we dodged half a bullet on Jose Bautista because we didn't have to endure his 2018 season, um, where he also hit 203 <laughs> for three different teams. So, I mean, Jose Bautista, we all saw it happening after the big years that he had. Uh, in 20, like 2013, he started to go downhill a little bit. 2014, he had like a bit of a rebound, and then it just kind of started to like shoot downwards. 2016 was terrible. He got injured, and he just wasn't the same after that. He I mean he's he was old. I mean the guy is 38 now, and for a dude who hit a ton of home runs and um, played outfield in his later in his career on on the turf because it's so hard on people's knees, it's not a wonder that he's not in the game anymore. One quick thing is that turf thing is true. It is playing true. on turf. Yeah, is it wrecks your knees. It's really really tough. I if just, you're playing on artificial grass or turf, turf does really really hurt. Every time I hear the word turf, I just get like triggered from Harold, Harold, Harold Reynolds just yeah. saying turf every two seconds oh, in that playoff series. Harold turf. Reynolds. Turf. Harold Reynolds. Just the way he says it too. Turf. Yeah. Um. I think we de- I think we dealt with the Jose Batista situation perfectly. Yeah. Because what did he want? Like what, five years, hundred twenty <laughs> million or something like that. Five years like a thirty-five year old player. Something like that, and it was just like, get out no, of here. No, we're bro. not giving you that. And we gave him a one year, seventeen million, I think. Yeah, something like that. And it's like, hey, that's pretty good. Very generous. Yeah. Well, I, and it's one of those deals where you know what? You earned it in your past years. You earned it with the bat flip. It was. You're not worth seventeen million dollars. Eighteen but and a half. No. Yeah. You, you you weren't you weren't worth that much, but you killed it for mm-hmm. us for the past five seasons. So we're going to give you that money you've earned it. And I don't mind when teams do that. I mean, I'll, I don't mind overpaying for Jose Batista because the guy put his heart and soul into the squad for the boys. I, I liked Jose Batista. I know a lot. Like everyone liked Jose Batista until the end when he kind of struggled and kind of became a little bit of an arrogant dick. But I, I really, really liked him, and he was a boss for the Jays. But when it comes to Edwin, I really thought we were going to resign him. I really thought that we were going to give him a lot more money. And we didn't, and it ended up being... I think it was, in the long run, the best for the Jays. Because if we would have kept Edwin, that whole playoff run team would have still been intact. We still would have had Josh. We still would have yeah. had Edwin. We still would have been. Ho- we still would have had Jose. We still would have had Stroman. We still would have had all those guys. Russell Martin. But they were shells of their former self. Yeah. And I think if, they if we would have kept that same team, we would have signed everyone long term. And they would have sucked. It would have been so disappointing. It would have kind of imagine, ruined their legacy. Imagine rebuilding after signing those yeah. deals, right? Like, and it would have been, it would have ruined their legacy too, because no one would have remembered that. Well, they would have obviously remembered those two playoff years, but they would yeah. also remember three awful years and horrible so, contracts after. Yeah. So this, the Edwin, the whole Edwin thing, the deal he signed with Cleveland was a three-year deal worth sixty million with an option season of twenty million dollars as well. Um, the the Jays offer they made it to him right after the World Series that year. In, at the end of 2016, and their offer was for four years and 80 mil. So the same annual value as the Cleveland, but an extra guaranteed year. Um, so basically, uh, the Jays set a deadline to accept that offer, and then reportedly they extended it an extra few days to give Edwin more time. But Edwin's agent, um, Paul Kinzer, uh, believed that there were other teams that were ready to enter the bidding for more years and more dollars, so he told Edwin to decline the deal. Classic. Uh, 
And as we've seen in recent years, like with the whole Scott Boris thing, agents aren't always right anymore and they don't always get their clients signed. Look at Dallas Keuchel. He's still looking for a job. How is that guy still holding out? More money, more do- more years, right? It's it's they, These guys know what they're worth, and Craig Kimbrell's the same way. They, they believe that they're worth top-tier dollars, and I think maybe Kimbrell probably is. I'm not sure what Keuchel is worth anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at Edwin again, uh, he was I think he was 33 at the time. So going into 2017, he would have been 33, which isn't terribly old. Uh, but he's a DH, right? I mean, he can play a little bit of first base, but doesn't do it well. Mm-hmm. So to offer him four years at $20 million a year, that's pretty. That's a pretty tough deal to turn down if you're 33 years old. Also, we weren't going to beat Boston and New York those next no. two years anyway. It wasn't going to happen. Bay of all so, and it, I think it was good to, to bring in Kendris because it was like, you know what? A stopgap. It was a stopgap, and it showed the fans that, like, hey, we're not going to give up. We're still bringing in guys. Not mm-hmm. Maybe not the quality guy of Edwin Encarnacion, but Kendris isn't bad. No. Well, he wasn't bad, and he wasn't he horrible been. for the Jays. He was, he, people gave him a lot of flack, but he, he did kind of what we thought he mm-hmm. would. I think, the, I think the Jays nailed it in this situation. So, good for Harry and Lloyd, a.k.a. Shapiro and Atkins, for... <laughs> Uh, doing what they do best there. Um, yeah, whatever. Again, I don't trust those two. They're up to something, boys. They're up to something. Whatever you say. My tinfoil hat is on with them. They're yeah. up to something. They're sneaky. They're snakes in the grass. They're just, they're all, I don't know. They're just, they had this little plan. I don't trust their plan because their plan didn't work in Cleveland. Trust the process. I Actually, not... it, it did work pretty well in Cleveland. Did they so win? Did they win a World Series? No, but they, yeah, well, then it didn't work. they got farther than we ever did. If you're not first, they beat us. If you're not first, you're last. They you're beat not us. First. Yeah, yeah, well, that's whatever. They beat us. They didn't beat anyone <laughs> they else. They beat after your that. boy Alex Anthopoulos. Yeah, whatever. Anthopoulos is the guy. I miss Anthopoulos. At least, again, at least Anthopoulos made the Jays fans excited. Yeah, he was very we... good at emptying the cupboard, though. I would take emptying the cupboard for those two years any day. Uh, I would take okay. emptying. I would take. We needed that. We we're 15 years of horrible blue. Yeah, days. I won't deny that we needed a playoff appearance, but it was it was tough looking back on it now to justify two ALCS appearances for maybe five or six more years of futility. You don't know that at the time, though. At the time, you think you're going all the way. Yeah, we, we thought we were going all the way, way in 2012 too, and we brought in uh, Rory Dickey and oh, Mike Burley. I don't think we Jose knew we were going. That's that's a stretch. We weren't going all the way with Rory Dickey. But we knew that. The Vegas odds makers had the Jays picked the World Series after all those trades. Yeah, exactly. So we were favorites. I would, I don't, Patrick. Would you take the cupboard cleaning that we had for those two years of Blue Jay baseball? No, like I, th- I feel like all. The reason why I brought up the scenario was because it's very painfully obvious that Edwin is better than Kendris Morales. But at the same time, let's say that we did sign Edwin. Are the difference between like his uh, war overall and then Kendris's war is not? It's like what two two point two. So what would that get us really like an extra couple of wins? So instead of going like 73 and uh, what was it? 70 or no. What was our record? Like in 2017? Uh, no, not great. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't think I anyone look, remembers. It'd be weird if someone remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just depressing that. to of think course of course I know the record of the second. Blue Jays in 2017. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to find it for you, Patrick. 76, 76 and 86. Yeah. Okay. If, if So what? You add two wins, maybe three, like overall. Still finished. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's hard to say because, like, he, Edwin had, like, 30 or 40 more RBIs, and that could translate to way more wins. 
people have thrown yeah, base for you like, guys. <laughs> you we still, we still, we would have been. You don't just draw your bears out of, no, of thin air. Stop being a buzzkill over there. Hey, I'm being a realist. God, you guys, in your Anthopolis wouldn't do that. This wouldn't happen. Come on, be optimism. No, Optimistic. we would have been optimism. barely 500 at best in 2017, while still dealing with a perpetually injured Troy Tulowitzki, a declining <laughs> Donaldson, declining a declining Batista. Um, Aaron Sanchez and his blisters, uh, Marcus Stroman not being good, um, Marco Estrada completely losing his changeup. Uh, what else went bad? Yeah, oh, starting we, Joe Biagini. I cannot take the positivity like right we're, now, we're boys. Putting a lot of logs I, yeah, on this I cannot right take now. the positivity right now, guys. Somebody this light is, a match. This place is going to light up. We are way too happy right now. There's talking a dumpster about fire of a season. Way too many happy topics. It's, it's. I don't know. I just feel like looking back. We got lucky that we didn't sign these guys because, I mean, look at Tampa Bay last year. They won 90-some games and didn't, didn't get into the playoffs. Like, and, and, we're, and we're talking about a team that went 76 and 86 in 2017. Oof, ouch. Again, positivity, boys, through the roof. Moral of the story is Alex Anthopoulos would never have let Vladimir Guerrero Jr. sit out May Long game. Uh, he just wouldn't have let that happen because he was a man for the people. He made deals that excited Blue Jay fans that excitement levels have never seen before. But you know what? You guys can be haters and hate on my boy all you want, but that's fine. You guys always hate on my guys. That's fine. Yeah, well. Let's get to the week that was. Yeah, well, for good radio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, let's just all agree. That would be awesome. Yeah, everyone just agrees with everybody. That's what. That's what makes the world great. Someone's got to stir the pot, boys. Uh, let's talk about the week that was. Uh, that White Sox series. We won game two of it. We we talked about game one last week, so yeah. whatever. But game two, we won ten two. But classic Aaron Sanchez left with the blister. You worried about Aaron Sanchez with these blister issues coming up again, Patrick? Apparently, it was a small blister, but it's still a blister. I'm so sick and tired of talking about Aaron Sanchez and his goddamn blisters. Fuck. I don't want to talk about this. Throw it at Justin. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's you throw it at Justin. I don't have to do it all for you guys. <laughs> it's concerning. Um, if they say it's not serious, I mean, he had the little blister earlier in the season, said it wasn't serious. He pitched well and started after it. He's scheduled to start again he believes he's gonna make the start i'm not worried about it um in terms of the, the making the next start i'm worried about it being a recurring issue hopefully it's these these small things and if if, if it does get a little out of hand then they just let him skip a start mm -hmm. i mean like i said before with with Vladdy not playing yesterday we're not worried about winning 90 games this year we're worried about maybe winning 65 and being happy with that so let's just hopefully this thing is not serious like they say i mean lucky for us the bullpen had a solid game after Sanchez went out, we got the win. So, mm -hmm. yay. Yay, bullpen. Game three, we lost, but we also lost mainly because of the rain. Yeah. Uh, we lost 4-1, called like after five half, innings. Four and a half innings of Which ball. sucks. I mean, that's just literally the bare minimum you could play. Yep. But it's just like... It was pouring. I don't <laughs> think we were going to win that game anyway, regardless. I don't think we looked too good. I, like, well, It's tough to play on the road when it's really, really raining and you got to deal with those delays and it's not yeah, your the, clubhouse. The, the thing about it, though, coming back out of that delay is the starting pitchers were both going to be gone. Yeah. It would have been a bullpen game and the Jays still would have had a chance True. to come back. Yeah. But, we but won, like, I mean, like you say. We won game four, though. Yeah. And Vladdy went deep and uh, Giles really, really played pretty well. But, um, Patrick, what was your impression on the White Sox series? What did you take out of it? Man, I was super salty about the five inning thing i hate that stupid rule you 
should play nine innings no matter what, even if there's a goddamn earthquake that destroys the stadium or destroys a city. Postpone and then continue the game some other time. That's called a five inning game is stupid. It's fake. It's not a real. <laughs> it, no, it's not a real ball game. It's stupid. But good for Vladdy for hitting a home run. Sometimes it does benefit us, though. It's like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll take the win. It evens out. You know, the baseball gods always have a way of evening it out with these rain delay games, but... Maybe they'll send another ice spike through the roof at yeah. Rogers Center exactly. one time when we're winning. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and we're just cursed, so it doesn't really matter. Um, let's talk about that Boston game. It was... It was it was close for a while. Like it looked okay. Like the Jays, like the first couple of innings, yeah. it was like okay. The Jays can hang. The Jays can hang with the Sox right now. You know, we're not getting bullied around. We're not as bad as we think. And then out of nowhere, it's like oh wow, they're up ten to two now. <laughs> it's like wow, that that escalated so quickly. Um, it ended up did, being like twelve two at, at the end. So did you like expect that. that roller coaster, like the inconsistency of the Jays during that uh, game, Patrick? Like, what are your feelings on that game? Ugh. It- Sorry. Edwin Jackson, I just, I know like they're doing what they have to do in order to survive right now because we have so many injuries to our pitchers, but like, what the fuck? And then like Elvis Luciano was, it was like even worse than Edwin Jackson. It was like they had a conversation for the game to see which one could be a bigger fuck up. And then when, <laughs> when Edwin got yanked, and then eventually it was uh, Luciano's turn. He was like, hold my beer. And then he, he just got this shit smacked out of him. Yeah, talk <laughs> like, about throwing the kid into the flames. You've, you're down already to the reigning <laughs> world champions, one of the best laps in baseball. Like, here, 19-year-old kid, go clean this up for us. And, like, Boston's lineup is so scary. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's I would, no like, spot. I, I look like uh, the Yankees lineup and the Red Sox lineup. I was looking at it and, like, I don't know which one I would rather face. And, like, the Yankees lineup is. They're depleted right now, too, yeah. right? But, like, when you got Judge and Stanton and all those guys, but, like, the Red Sox with JD Martinez and Mookie Betts and all these guys, it's just firepower. And yeah, for any pitcher to do that, it's just basically like having, like, how no pitchers are thrown to Vladdy. Everyone's throwing around Vladdy. There's like six Vladdies on the Red Sox. It's like, you can't pitch to him. Yeah, like, Bats, Bogarts, Morland, It's Martinez. insane. And like, they're, they're so good. And yeah. it's just, that's the thing. You think you're in that game. And like, I was like, okay, the Jays are, we could do this. You know, this could be, again, like I said before in the podcast today, this could be a turnaround. Nope. 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 They just, they storm nope. back. Do you think we're going to win a game in this series? You think we're going to get swept? We'll win one. We're getting swept. We're getting swiffered. <laughs> Boston's good, and like now that Chris Sale's figuring it out, like even that oh, that one man. game that he lost and how many Ks did he have again, like seventeen strikeouts or whatever. It's a record. I think that was even better that he lost because it was like okay, he's getting pissed. A pissed off Chris Sale is not what you want. Look out, yeah. jerseys everywhere if Chris Sale's pissed off because he'll rip you up. Um, yeah, let's get to uh, who's hot, who's not here before we wrap things up. Um, other than Vladdy, because again, Vladdy AL Player of the Week. Our boy, woo! Um, who else did you have? <laughs> who else did you have your uh, eye on there, Patrick? For uh, who's hot, who's not? Who did you like this week? Uh, I liked Daniel Jansen. Uh, Danny Jansen had an OBP of three sixty eight. You know what I like most about my catchers? They get on base, and he finally actually had a semi decent. Uh, week he had he went four for 16 which is whatever but he had two bombs and he had three walks against five strikeouts this is this is what i want to see from him this is quality give it to me 
Since, Give me more. Since the last episode, he's four for eight with two home runs. Pretty good for Danny Jansen. Yeah. And his defense is getting way better. Again, you like your catchers getting on base. I like my catchers playing good yeah, defense. Yeah, he threw it to Madison, who's leading the league, yeah. uh, leading the AL in stolen bases. Again, he's so. got a hose, but it just took him a while to figure out throwing out guys and getting that rhythm down and stuff like that. But his defense has been way better. At the start of the season, I was like, Danny Jansen, you got to figure it out. Your defense is horrible. But his defense has been stellar lately. So um, anyone else that you have your eye on or no? Uh, Rowdy had a decent week. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. He didn't strike out a ton, which was nice to see. He's got one strikeout in 14 ABs, which is pretty rare for Rowdy. Um, I, I feel bad. I still feel bad for Smokey. He's still down there with that 176 average. He did have a he did pick up a few hits in the last couple of games, but he's still walking. Like he still has eight walks for the last week. His on base percentage is 440, so he might not be That's ins- hitting the ball for for average, but he's still getting on base and scoring runs. So good for him. He's been so. He's a really meh. he's a really big stabilizing force in that yeah. lineup though because he's got that veteran switch hitting presence. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a guy, he's not letting the fact that his his average is low mess up his approach. Like mm-hmm. he's not striking out a ton. He's still taking close pitches. It's it'll come. Like it's 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 going to even out. Like I'd be worried about Justin Smoke if he was batting one one seventy six with ten strikeouts. But the fact that he's batting 176 with eight walks to only three strikeouts, I'm not worried at all. It all evens out in the end. I'm worried about his trade value, though. I'm not. Because with trade value, again, like, but some teams are still going to look at his batting average and be like, yeah, we're not going to give you a Major League Baseball lot. teams are going to look deeper than that now, oh, right? Okay, okay, fine. Yeah, again, shit all over my ideas. It's whatever. true. No, yeah, I'm just wrong. Yeah, I'm wrong all the time, guys. <laughs> yep, you're right. You guys are always right. I'm always wrong. You got it. It's Sweet. 2019. Yep, cool. It's 2019. It's 2019. He's batting 176, guys. Again, if a GM trades like a good prospect for a guy batting 176, it's still not great. Batting average still counts. Still does. Uh, let's talk about the bad guys then again. Justin, or not Justin, Patrick, you always like talking about the bad guys. So uh, what are some guys that had rough weeks? Well, number one on the shit list is still going to be Jonathan Davis, uh, who is batting a nice, crisp 130 as of right now. Uh, I think... He has an at-bat. No, he won't have an at-bat in this inning unless somebody walks or gets a hit uh, in the current 0-0 tie between Boston and Toronto. So that would be Tuesday night's game for anybody listening. Um, I He's still on my shit list. I just don't understand why we're trotting him out. And we, like, bring up Anthony Alford. I want I want some Anthony Alford yeah, in my life. Hitting under also, Davis doesn't even have a walk, for Christ's sake. Neither does Luke Melee. They're both, send them down. Send them away. <laughs> we can't just send people away. Fire them on a rocket into yeah. the sun. You can't just abandon them like a dog. Like, you gotta, like, come on. Like, <laughs> have you seen this, Melee? Yeah. You can't just do that. You can't just yell, you don't exist anymore. Bye. No, we can't. They're human beings. <laughs> um, let's talk about pitchers then. Uh, Patrick, who's, or no, let's go to Justin. Uh, Justin, who's, um, who's pitching good for the Jays right now? Who do you got your eye on? Man, outside of, I mean, the starting rotation of Trent Thornton's been pretty solid. Oh, yeah. He's walking people, but he's also been able to limit the hits, and he's been getting able to getting some ground ball double plays, which is nice. Sammy G had that three-inning performance um, after Sanchez left the game. Solid again, only give up one hit, one walk, one K. Ken Giles is looking real good the last couple of weeks. He pitched two and a third this week, including a four-out save. With He had three Ks in that game. Um I'm really liking the way that he's looked. I feel bad for Javi Guerra getting DFA'd for the second time because he is by no means the the worst person in our bullpen. 
it's it's too bad. I mean, Daniel Hudson, I think this is probably the first time he's been on the hot list all year, <laughs> but he pitched in three games and, and only gave up one hit and no runs this week, so it earns him a spot on the hot list for, for now. We'll see how it goes leading into the, the next time he pitches. <laughs> Patrick, who's on your shit list when it comes to pitching? My shit list? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, before I do the shit list, I want to say shout-out to Sam Gaviglio, Ken Giles, Javi Guerra, Daniel Hudson, uh, and Tim Meza, uh, too. We actually, our bullpen's not that bad. Could be worse. It's not. Well, it's it's a middling bullpen. That wasn't, we that wasn't the question, was it? Bullpen. Disobeying the bullpen, it is. not that bad. <laughs> bullpen, not that bad. That's what we strive and for. And I'm getting real pissed off that Sam Gaviglio's not getting his chance to start, and we're trotting out. Edwin Jackson out there serving out meatballs. It's been decided. What? What's that? He's a reliever now, Gavilio. It's been decided. That's fine. If 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 he continues this pace, he'll finish the year with a below two ERA. It's going to make him ex- an extremely attractive trade piece at the very least. Okay, yeah, who else has been bad? I, so the shit list this week: a bunch of familiar faces: Elvis Luciano, Ryan Tapera, Edwin Jackson. Edwin Jackson, you've had an interesting career. You've played for a bunch of teams. It's time to retire, man. You suck. You got nothing left. I want him to literally walk out onto the field with a a live mic right now, like a hot mic, and be like, I'm announcing my retirement from MLB, and then just drop the mic on top of the mound and walk away. I, I actually want some drama to happen. I'd feel really bad if he did that. Still, yeah. Well, yeah. I would hope he would walk off the field a thunderous applause too, for how happy people would be. I'm too nice. I, I, I always think of like the person and not the baseball player. And I'm like, oh, man, that would suck. His dreams are collapsing, you know? I don't think of it from the baseball player perspective. I think of it from like the human being perspective. And I'm like, oh, man, poor that guy. You know, he's probably got a family. His kids are probably watching right now. And it's like, <laughs> why isn't daddy pitching that great? And it's like, oh, man, oh, man you know, I like, feel bad. he's probably just dealing with a lot of stuff right now it's and a lot of emotions. <laughs> Um, I think that's it. That's all for uh, today's episode, friends. Unless you guys want to touch on anything else. Uh, no, I think we covered everything I want to talk about this week. Yeah. Yeah, I was really, I was curious on your guys' thoughts on the whole Vladdy thing yesterday. So again, moral of the story: Alex Anthopoulos would have never let that happen. <laughs> he would have never let that happen. He's a manager for the people, guys. Manager for the people. Who's got our tunes this week? Uh, we'll let Patrick decide. We'll put you on the spot, bud. What's the outro song today? Oh man! Um, oh man! No uh, oh, man, take a look at my life. <laughs> let's do some uh, CCR this week. Okay. Let's do some. Yeah, let's get some. Let's get some swamp rock. I don't know. Uh, Bad Moon Rising sounds appropriate for this week because I think we're about to get swept by the Red Sox. <laughs> done. I will. Uh, I'll get that done because I just do everything around here. I'm just kidding. You guys do everything around here. Uh, that's Justin Patrick on the uh, Skype machine. Uh, thanks for listening. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you give us a like. Give us your feedback. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, big shout out to all the platforms that we're on: iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcast, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. You know. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Go Jays.